What if I tell you that a small thing like mittens from your kitchen can tell you how to deal with your emotions? And by that I don't mean use it like a punching glove. No, no, that's not the idea. Welcome to the Absolutely Right Podcast. I'm your host Aditi Sarana. I'm a behavioral analyst, a high performance coach and an anti-anxiety expert. If you wonder what can these humble, non-essential pair of mittens can do for you, ask Bernie Sanders. He'll tell you they can give you fame in ways that you have never imagined. But that's not the point. I want to talk about mittens from a different perspective altogether. So the other day I was cooking lasagna. And if you wonder, Aditi, why you keep talking about lasagna and iced tea and dahi? Like, what's up with you? I'm doing that because we are in the middle of this series where I'm talking about everyday situations as anecdotes for you to work on your mental fitness, to move forward and actually not make it a big deal. You know, I believe it cannot be a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. And we should learn from everyday experience and find our hacks wherever we want. So I was cooking lasagna for my friends and many of them were over and I was all up. It was almost done. I was about to serve it and I was waiting for the right time. I told my friends that by the time I get the lasagna out, all you got to do is just set the table, make sure you create enough space for me to bring it and keep it and so that we can serve it hot at the right temperature as you should eat it, you know, like right from the oven directly in your plate and you can savor each flavor possible. And they said, yes. And obviously it was a Sunday, they got talking, they had other things to do and they absolutely forgot about setting the table. And here I was all excited with my mittens getting that huge bowl of lasagna which was super heavy and I was kind of managing it and by the time I reached the table, the table didn't have anything. Now, technically, it was a small issue, but you know, when you make things really significant and you take them personally and you want to prove a point that how important this afternoon is and we must have joy and you get upset about having joy, that's exactly happened to me. I got so upset about the table not being set and not having space for the lasagna and thereby I assumed that now the lasagna is going to get cold and all the efforts are going to go in waste and you're not understanding one another and the mind went on and on and on and if you are an overthinker or if you get triggered or if you have these so-called downward spirals when you get triggered by people, then you know what I'm talking about, isn't it? In that red hot minute, I decided to keep the lasagna on the table and storm out of the room and then I realized in the moment that if I do that, I can't eat the hot lasagna. So I turned back, I served some on my plate and walked out with my plate. The very moment I left, all my friends paused literally for like 15 seconds and then started laughing. Obviously, they didn't make it obvious for me to know because that would have only made me further angry. They just held it for that time. But they teased me because I was being overreactive. I was being temperamental. I was trying to be triggered. I was triggered. I, actually, I was triggered. And that's what happens when we do not have any control over so-called our emotions. Now, let's look at the situation and see what we can do. Now, I'm using the analogy of mittens here because so many times the hot-tempered emotions get to us without our knowledge. We strive to get our perfect lasagna. In that moment, we reach out to get the perfect flavor. The temperature must be right. This must be right. Uh, you know, you should be in this line. All the ducks should be in a row. We do everything to realize that no matter how hard you try, things might not happen exactly how you have imagined them to be. And in that moment, if that triggers you, and if you become really upset, then your mitten can be the pause. You know how a, a simple, humble mitten creates a gap between you, 
your hand and that chill hot pan. Similarly, you can create a simple mechanism of pausing between the trigger and the reaction. The very moment you do that, it gives you an option to maneuver better. One of my favorite things that I learned from Viktor Frankl, who was a Holocaust survivor and the author of this phenomenal book, Man's Search for Meaning, he says, every time you get into a reactive situation, you do not have any choice. And in that choiceless world, you absolutely feel helpless. However, if you practice having multiple choices to respond, not in that hot moment, but before or after that reactive, dramatic, queen-like, diva-like moment that you have. After that, if you pause and think about what else you could have said, how else you could have responded to the situation and get into the practice of doing it, it changes your control ability when you are actually in the situation. So next time you're triggered, use that information as your fuel to solve the problem. Do not dismiss it. Do not say, oh my God, I just had a moment. No, 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 that wasn't a moment. It was a pattern, pattern of being triggered and reacting in a certain manner. When you cut that pattern and you replace it by responding in a certain manner, things become absolutely different. The best way to do is journal. My favorite journaling way is using the three-step process. Ask a solution-oriented question. In this case, I would ask, if I walk into a similar situation again, what are the three possible ways in which I would respond? I have used this question in the past, but this is such an important area and triggers can get us at any point in time and thereby it is always helpful to talk about them and resolve them and go one level deeper. And if you haven't done the work, start right now. If you have done the work in the past, then do it one more time. So three-step processes, start with a solution-oriented question, but don't respond to it immediately. Pause and do the Kama Sutra Estro practice. And once you're done with that practice, move to the third stage where you use the handwritten journaling to actually write your response. So I hope you have enjoyed this conversation. You thought about multiple triggers that you have. If you would like to know more about this whole process, you can learn the 21-day anti-anxiety journaling workshop for free. It is our social initiative. The link is aditisurana.com slash lockdown21. If you would like to know more about my work, then the link is aditisurana.com. I'll see you on Wednesday with one more episode of the Absolutely Right podcast. Till then, happy writing.